This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. I'm Chris Bentliff here with Pro CFO Partners at Create the Next, our podcast, and I'm joined by managing partner, co founder, Hale Fardi. And Hale, today we want to talk about annual planning. And uh, I think that it's an interesting topic because everybody thinks that they need to do it. Everybody plans to do it. Everybody does some version of it. Most of it, in my experience, isn't terribly well done. And it's sort of quickly abandoned as soon as uh, the water gets a little bit wavy. So let's talk about annual planning. From your perspective, what's the value of annual planning? And give me a couple criteria. What makes for good annual planning or here are some of the problems we consistently see with annual problem, uh, annual planning. You know, I always look at annual planning like, are you just having a, going on a road trip or are you going on a road trip somewhere? Huh. That's how I look at annual planning. <laughs> so is it let's get in our car and go? We're going to drive eight hours a day. Or let's go hit 12 national parks over the next three years. Or let's go to Yosemite. And really, it's about that. One of the ways is not going to get you to Yosemite because, or 12 national parks because you're just sitting in a car going. And eight hours, when people start with a budget, when they start with a numeric goal, that's mm. what it is. Let's sit in a car and drive for eight hours. Interesting. Um, so you must do it. It's wonderful to have a place to go and uh, a plan of action. It's great. Let's sit in a car and drive for eight hours is a plan. It's not a good business plan. <laughs> but it's so uh, it's such a great analogy because it is how, in my experience, a lot of organizations, I'm thinking about all the resources spent, all the time spent. Let's all go to a conference room, you know, when we do that. And let's all go to a resort or whatever. And we do end up parsing out what it would be like to sit in a car for eight hours instead of thinking about how do we get to this specific place? Here's the, here's the gas money we have and here's how many hours we can, we can commit to being in the car. And here's how long it'll take us to get to Yosemite if we do that. That's what I hear you saying. We have to sort of break down what is the point of this road trip before we can start to make a plan for how we're going to arrive to that. They really do that. Here's who's going to drive what ship. You're like, okay, who's responsible for this sales number? Who's responsible for that sales number? Who's bringing the food, marketing, and resource? You know, that's really what they're doing. And unless they say, okay, in the next three years, we want to hit 12 national parks. And this year, we're going to go with Yosemite. And okay, this is the direction we need to go. And now these are the resources we need. And it's going to take eight hours times X. They don't get there. And I want to say eight out of 10 people start their annual planning with 10% growth over last year, recoup sales from 2018, grow from 7% net profit to 11, have cash, be cash flow positive. Those are all great tactics. But we really need to take a three steps back. Really, what is your vision on the, of the organization? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Why are you doing this? Really, we have to take a look at, okay, what are the goals that will get us to that vision? Then you're going to say, what are the broad targets, eight hours? And then you're going to say, we want to drive 45 miles per hour. We want to, that's how you're going to do it. So most of us are starting with the numbers is what I yes. hear you saying. You're saying, just forget about those for now and let's go into 
a visionary component? What do you want to achieve? Can you give me some advice on that? Give me some coaching. How do I start to do that? How do I start to think from a visionary perspective about goal planning if I'm so used to thinking about the tactical approach? It, it all depends on your role in the company. If you're the founder, remember why you started the company. Hmm. Don't remember how you're going to survive COVID. Don't think of how I'm going to survive the Great Recession. It's really a mindset of what did I want to do when I, why did I start the company? I wanted autonomy. I wanted freedom. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to have income potential. I wanted to affect change. I wanted my company to have a social impact. I wanted to practice, uh, you know, and make sure that our company was about all stakeholders and not just shareholders. Um, Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. It is COVID after all. <laughs> so I can uh, close the door, but I don't know if that'll make a difference. Anyway, so uh, so if you're the owner, that's what I would do. I would really look at, see why you started the company and what you want to do today. Use annual planning to reset. Use annual planning to reflect and remind yourself why you did this. And then if you're a department manager, look at how you want your man- your department to be. Do you want to be the one who's leading by example and uh, the culture of the company. You want to be the one who speaks about the uh, vision of the company and really demonstrate what teamwork is like. Uh, So I would take a look first at the vision of why you're doing this. What is your vision for your department, for your company, for yourself? So does that, is there an element of, of, sort of isolated pre-work there for for leaders before we get into company-wide annual planning? Do I need to spend some time just kind of recalibrating my own sort of why am I here and why am I doing this? Or is this something that we should be picking apart in real time together with other leaders on the team? The the answer is yes and yes. Hmm. So uh, we do one-day workshops, but it, you know, they joke and they say, oh, my God, it's a one-day workshop. But in, And in that one-day workshop, we make some agreements with the team and we accomplish five major things. We do establish vision. The team is aligned on a vision. They're aligned on 531 goals. They're aligned on measurable targets, on accountability, and a strategic plan. But in order to do that, we actually meet with the key executive two or three times prior. We do look at the numbers. We do have some parameters around where we want to go. We do uh, talk to the owner of why are you doing this? What were your challenges last year? What don't you want to do? Uh, We do have those conversations before. So the answer is yes and yes. There is some preparation and reflection that the leaders of the organization or the individual has to do. But the workshop is about really being as minute as word picking in the vision, you know, they don't like the word strive. They like to inspire. Mm. You know? So they'll actually word pick so that they're all bought into that vision statement. And then they can go articulate it to their teams and engage their teams because they believe in it so passionately. Because That's interesting. The fine strokes matter. The, the, the details matter. And that's so interesting because I feel like in, in a lot of annual planning that I'm familiar with, it's not detailed enough. There's big blocks of, you know, as you said, 10% growth over this. Uh, and, and instead of parsing out, okay, what specifically does that mean? It's just sort of this big throw it out there and we'll figure out how to, 
will vaguely know how to get there. So when you start with language, we start with the very basics of let's get these details. It sort of sets a tone for uh, specificity and precision as you go on. Do you agree? I agree on the vision. Uh, Depending on how many sessions your annual planning isn't a one-day thing. The workshop and the alignment is a one-day thing. Annual planning is over, there is pre-work, there is a one-day agreement day, and then the team is mobilized. They go out and they come back and they refine. And a lot of the details are done in that post-agreement, post-alignment. However, the vision statement has to be detailed. Hmm. If you put out a vision statement that says, I want profitability, I want sustainable profitability, which is a prerequisite of a business. No business, even nonprofits, want to be profitable. It's just how they spend that profit. So if your vision statement says a sustainably profitable company and it doesn't have a way that that profit is uh, shared with the customer and cost savings or with the employees in something, that those words shouldn't be in your vision statement. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com There is detail to it. I believe your vision in that when you're getting your team aligned should be workshop together. You should have some pre-work. The team usually has some pre-work. And then you bring all of that together and you say, okay, how are we aligned on this? And make sure everybody is going to Yosemite. That you're not saying we're going to 12 national parks, three people are going to Red Rocks, and, uh, you know, two are going to Yosemite. Yeah. So annual planning, should I be uh, calibrating that vision every single year? Or do I sort of do it this year and now I'm going to let that guide me uh, for the next three or five years? Or how do I break down the vision to the one year and the three year and the five year plan? And how do I come back and make the necessary tweaks or adjustments to those things over time? We suggest setting a vision. First of all, it's if you're the owner, it's your vision of what you want to accomplish. So it's long term. But we suggest setting the business vision for five years. There's many, there are many consulting firms, there are many best practices that say 10 years. I think 10 years is just too long in our world today. I mean, I, I can't even envision 10 years from now, whether it's in any kind of environment, business, political, health, you can't, you can't do that right now. But five years is more uh, palpable. We can kind of imagine a five-year plan ahead. So for vision, I would recommend five years. That's what we do in our companies. And it's your course. So we try to stay true to course. And it's if a vision is well articulated, it's a vision that withstands COVID. It withstands recessions, even within five years. So the next, the thing that I would look at annually is your revenue model. I think it's critical, critical to look at your revenue model annually. I think it's critical to test it quarterly. 
in this environment. Tell me more about that. Why is that critical? Why is that critical? The market is changing so fast. The technology and innovation is changing so fast. And what you think is your problem in the market and the solution you're offering may change. And COVID was the proof for that. So we are looking at uh, new customer segments, new revenue channels with our clients in our quarterly meetings. We're not waiting till something happens. And it's part of being agile, adaptive, and innovative. Mm. So it's part of our discussion. It's a chapter in our discussion. It's a bullet in our quarterly discussions. Do we see any new opportunities? Okay, do we see any new challenges with what's going on right now? Uh, and I, I think when last we spoke, I gave the example of the plastics maker who became mask makers. Well, you know, what happens when the vaccine does come out? So are you looking at what's next for us? So I calibrate uh, my revenue model. I'm touching it frequently, monthly or quarterly, but I'm calibrating that uh, yearly and I'm adjusting it aligned to the vision and the goals that I have for the three and the five year. When do I, um, you and I don't like the word pivot, but when do, when do we, when do I adjust based on some of those market uh, dynamics or based on some of those business dynamics so that I have a new or a different one or three or five year plan? I mean, how, how committed do I stay to my plan and how much flexibility do I allow myself to have? Instead of going one, three, five, I would go five, three, one. And year one is laser focused because your goal is a place you're coming from, not a place you're going to. Mm, wow. There's a lot of power in that, Holly. Thank you. Thank you. Your goal is a place you're coming from, not a place you're going to. Yes. That's why the vision is so important. You stay committed to your plan. You stay committed to your plan. Yeah, one of the biggest problems we have is people who are like, squirrel, <laughs> I see an opportunity, and you're not committed to the core business, uh, which was taking you to your plan. So long-term vision, short-term goals, milestones that are shorter term, and then diagnosing it. So the agility and the adaptability for us, it's about test and learn. Don't give up your plan. Stay true to course for your annual planning, at least for the year. You know, you're monitoring it every quarter, every monthly is just financial reporting usually and some forecasting, but quarterly, you're really assessing it, looking at your market, looking at your team, looking at your long-term performance beyond. And then if you see opportunities, test and learn, small tests and learns. And that's how you're making sure that if you need to, you've already tested all these branches and uh, you're ready to go fast because you have some market studies. Do you find that patience is key and needs to be developed, or do you find that you're frequently having to push against impatience? As a marketer, I have a lot of conversations with leaders where we'll talk about test and learn, and if they don't get you know, some astronomical ROI in the first 10 minutes of something going on, they believe, oh, no. We need to redo this instead of, no, just hang on. Let's see what there is to that. So there's for, for that, it's sometimes an element of impatience. Do you, how do you respond to that? How do you, uh, how do you coach us to stay the course a little bit or observe these things with a little bit more intention instead of reactivity in mind? Um, to answer your question, my experience is instead of uh, impatience, enthusiasm, because visionaries are so 
um, visionary and want to take risks. And depending on the type of leader you are, if you're not in for the long play, they'll see something working and all the resources to what's the core business gets moved over to what you think is working without it being tested long-term. Yes. So uh, I don't, I haven't experienced impatience as much, depends on how much you're investing in that test and learn and what your available resources are. So that's a a question that's really specific to the organization, but personality-wise and in terms of culture and context, uh, we experience the opposite. Oh, this is working. Let's move some resources from here into that because that's the next great thing. And this is getting old and tired and I'm tired of working it, the grind of it for five years, but they don't know that this also has that same grind. You know. <laughs> so I want to leave our listeners with some really actionable stuff. And I'm going to recap a little bit what you've shared Uh and part of that is let's revisit the, the revenue model quarterly to make sure that we're paying attention to emerging opportunities, innovations, market dynamics, business dynamics. Have a one, three, and five-year plan that is built on your vision, your uh, remembering why you started the business is how you framed it. So there's some, some work involved there in sort of reinvestigating yourself and your own ambitions. What is the number one wrong thing that we need to stop doing when it comes to annual planning stop saying grow by 10 percent grow by percentage as your first uh, bullet point or discussion in annual planning stop is that because they're so generic and so obvious or is it because they're focused on the wrong thing stop thinking of the content and the numbers and think of the why the context what are we doing why are we doing it who is going to do it and then the measurement of how well you're doing. And people- Holly Farty uh, from ProCFO Partners, managing partner, co-founder, all around insightful and wise person. Thanks for sharing time with us this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.